Hello, everybody, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point. I'm your host, Wombat Wombatson, and with me today, as always... Hi, I'm John. I'm the co-host. That makes me lesser. It doesn't. We've had this conversation already. <laughs> I know. Hey, Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? My glowing weak point is Bee and Puppy Cat. Have you heard of Bee and Puppy Cat, John? No, I've I've not heard of whatever Bee and Puppy Cat are. Bee and Puppy Cat is a Netflix animated show about a, a girl who's been fired from every single job on the island that she lives on, and her she's Bee, and her cat dog thing from space another dimension something that that falls into her lap as she's fired from the last place that would have her uh and then they do temp work together and the temp work is the puppy cat summons a letter, rips it open, and then they're taken to another dimension where a big TV screen called Tempbot gives them temporary work somewhere in the universe to do some kind of menial job. And then they get paid for it. It's the gig economy, but with insane shit happening. John. <laughs> in the third episode? Okay, first, in the first episode... We learned that Puppy Cat is not only just a weird cat dog creature that speaks not English, but in a language that can be translated to English, but only B understands. But okay. Puppy Cat is also the transformed version of a space outlaw who thought he fell in love with a princess, but then the princess tricked him and transformed him into this this creature okay and in the third episode we learn that b is not a person she is an android who is probably older than all of the people she knows on the island okay john get you know how sometimes people say that like like, oh, this movie or this show, it takes you to, like, a different place, right? Yeah. This is the only thing I've ever watched where I genuinely felt that. <laughs> In every single episode, I am just, I am sucked into the entire world. I feel high watching it. Huh. And I, I tested this. Last night, I got high, and I watched it. And it felt exactly the same as when I watch it sober. Nothing wow. changed. <laughs> wow. It is an insanely good show. Everybody should I'm watch glad. it. I'm glad. John, glad what's your glowing week point? Uh, this last week was my anniversary. Oh, okay. My, my wife and I's anniversary. Yeah. That explains why you did something on the weekend. Not what you did, it's true. but... Yeah. Referencing stuff from before we started. John said he's sore. I, I am sore. <laughs> Why are you sore, John? Um, uh, I'm sore because we... We went to a um, 
skydiving academy. We played. Oh, okay. We, we played some 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 catch together. Okay. And uh, and then we went and we walked around for an hour and a half, waiting for our uh, a, a table to be open at the Korean barbecue place we went for dinner. It's a long time to walk. Korean barbecue is delicious. It is. It's delicious. I mean, I love myself some some good old American barbecue, but Korean barbecue's up there for barbecues. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's up there. I, I'm still not sure it beats out like a good brisket, but it's up there. It's hard to find a good brisket where I am. This is true. There's like a, yeah. The, there's a few hundred square miles in the world where good brisket exists, and everywhere else yeah. you might as well just get ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for some pulled pork. Oh yeah, pulled pork is always like, good. Like, like, I'll I'll mess up some some pulled pork, but but yeah. there's nothing like good brisket. No, there isn't. <laughs> there, there really isn't. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I had a had a wonderful time. That sounds great. And uh, yeah, had my first soju. Uh, I don't remember what soju is. It's uh, it's basically a a high alcohol percentage. Um, Korean wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they had strawberry soju, and it was delicious. Oh, your your L's have fallen apart into R's. Oh, no. Oh, I've been doing that for years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's delicious. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's really good, is when I drop the, uh, the L. Um. Yeah. Okay. It's it's, it's good. <laughs> um. Before we move on, John, we do need to talk. We do need to talk oh. about last oh. week. Oh. Um. In the day after we recorded our last episode, where we went on for yeah. a while about voice acting in general, but specifically that bayonetta bullshit. Yep. The day after, um, Jason Scryer, investigative journalist, like, the only one, really, that video games has. The only one. Um, said that Helena Taylor was lying about Platinum Games' offer to her. And it didn't name any sources, but, you know, he he, he does good work. So he's one of those people where it's like... Like when you don't name sources, I know that they're pro- they probably do exist. Um, and then yesterday, Helena Taylor updated her story and pretended like it was what she was saying the entire time, but it was it was basically her admitting that she was lying. Um, her initial offer had been fifteen thousand for for oh. yeah yeah. And the 4,000 number came from after she had already turned down the Bayonetta role, 
they offered her $4,000 to do some, like, cameo work. Because I think there's going to be, like, multiple Bayonettas in the game. So they were like, you can voice one of the alternate Bayonettas. Um, okay. And, yeah. And, and that was where the $4,000 num- number came from. And once you've had to correct your story to something like that, now I'm not sure I can even believe that. <laughs> you know? Because it's like your yeah. correction... You're correcting a lie. You, it wasn't like a misspeaking or something. You intentionally omitted information. Um, yeah, like your your credibility is out the window now. Yeah, we we can't really believe anything you say. So, and it's really unfortunate because I don't the the conversation around voice actor pay is important. Um, voice yeah. actors don't get paid enough. They don't get paid no, well. They don't. Um, but the but. this situation was like high profile, and it turned out to be all a lie. And yeah, it has the potential to like... detract from the greater conversation. It's 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 the situations where like, um, <sighs> fuck my my head just yeah you got everything. this, um. What's his name? Um, black actor claimed that he was attacked and it was a racial attack. Jesse Smollett. And then, yeah, Jesse Smollett. And then it just, like, everything, it was all fake. Like, yeah. 100% fake. It's one of those rare instances where something was entirely fabricated. Yeah, and it's like, you. there are thousands of instances of it being actually, like, legitimate. But you decided to make up a bullshit, which ends up hurting all of the people that potentially you were trying to help. Yeah, I mean, that happened in, like, like, 2017, 2016, something like that. And you can go to Alex Jones' fucking radio show now, and he will will use Jussie Smollett as shorthand for a fake action. Like, you know, his false flags and shit. Yeah, which... It's really unfortunate that you can still go to Alex Jones's website. Right, it, it is. It, it should be. It, it, it should just be gone. I mean, they're in the um, process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm very pleased about that. I'm not sure we talked about it on here, but uh, a billion dollars in damages before you get to punitives. A billion dollars <laughs> with a B. <laughs> Yes. Well deserved. Yeah. But but yeah, like like it, it it is kind of like the Jussie Smollett shit where where your lies have the potential to really damage an actual like ongoing issue. The conversation around it. Like like this is real shit, but you are actively hurting everyone by doing this bullshit yeah in, in order to i i don't know like win a, a a petty fight between you and your former employer i guess yeah this uh, it's because you, you suck. like like the fifteen thousand <laughs> number isn't fantastic it's not no but it's not no horrible it's not bad pay for a voice acting I mean, job 
That's that's assuming that she's not lying about right. That. The, uh, like, but like her lie number, her new her new like fixed number, it doesn't seem that bad, and she probably is lying about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Especially since I I I think I also um. The way we talked about Bayonetta made it seem like a bigger deal than it is, but Bayonetta actually does, like, it's a, a very much talked about game, but it's not a a big sales numbers game. No, no, it's it's definitely... Like, it's big it's, in the zeitgeist small, of right? games, yeah. but in the in the greater human culture, it doesn't sell that much. No, yeah. it doesn't. So, like, 15,000, it seems fine. It seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> she should have taken it, to be honest. Yeah. But, like, it's, fr- it's frustrating. Because it's like, a lot of people are fighting for you, and then we find out that, in actuality, you're just a piece of shit. Right. <sighs> like, at, at the end of the day, like, you're the reason why companies can get away with some of this shit. Yeah. Because like, the next like, time somebody speaks out, they can be like, oh, well, they're just lying, just like just like Helena Taylor lied. You know, they're yeah. they're making it all up. It, it'll, it allows them that scapegoat. Yeah. So. But yeah, I just wanted yeah. to correct that because that was a big thing we talked about last week and a lot's changed since then shitty yeah but we can hey we played game we, we played game this games this week uh <laughs> what did you play barely barely played games i played a runescape john i'm gonna go insane i'm gonna fucking go <laughs> goddamn insane okay um so there's a quest i want to do it's called okay. animal magnetism for this quest oh. I need okay. a mithril axe. Specifically, a mithril axe. It cannot be any other kind of axe. Now, John, if I were any normal person playing RuneScape, I could just go to the Grand Exchange and buy an axe from somebody. Right? Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I am playing yeah. as an Iron Man, which means that I have to make everything myself. Or purchase from (laughs) vendors. Like, not from other players. Players cannot trade with me. I either have to make a mithril axe myself, or I have to go purchase a mithril axe. Okay. I could also go... Mithril axes sold. Yes, they are. I'll get there. Okay. There's also the option of, like, going and fighting monsters for a mithril axe drop. But mithril drops from much higher level enemies than it realistically should be dropped from. Uh, so that wasn't really an option for my low-level character with barely any fucking equipment. (laughs) Okay. So, there was a place that I could buy the axe from. Now, the only place a mithril axe is sold is in the Woodcutter's Guild. The Woodcutter's Guild (laughs) is not accessible to someone unless they have level 60 woodcutting. My level is 45. So, I said... I looked at my levels and I was like, Alright, I have level 45 woodcutting. But, if I get to level 55 smithing, 
or level 55 mining and level 51 smithing, then I can just make my own mithril axe and bypass yeah. everything, right? Yeah. That was the idea. And, and like I had level I had level 44 mining or level 46 mining and level 44 smithing. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, you know, the two play into each other pretty well. So I think I could actually get that done quicker than if I tried to do the level 60 woodcutting. Like I, I seems halfway logical. Yeah. Smithing is the worst goddamn skill in the fucking game. Fuck smithing. <laughs> John, I made I made 600 steel bars. 600. It took me days of of like hours worth of play to get up all the fucking iron and coal I needed to make 600 steel bars. Yeah. And it took me it took me from level 46 mining to level 55 mining. So I, I hit my goal. <laughs> I hit my goal with the mining, right? And that's a lot of mining levels, it seems, right? Let me guess. <laughs> it's not enough smithing levels. No, John. No, it wasn't. <laughs> 600 steel bars, smelting them and smithing them into, into items. Got me from level 44 to level 49, John. <laughs> 49. That's not even enough to start working with Mithril. You have to be level 50 to start working with Mithril. Like, I can't even use the material that I need to, to make the fucking axe with. And that... John. <laughs> I opened up a skill calculator, John. And, yeah. and I looked up how many, um, steel plate bodies, which are like the most efficient way to level at, at this point. Yeah. Would be to get me from level 49 to 51. John? Would you believe 2000? me? Would you believe me if I told you it was another 550 steel bars I need? <laughs> 500? It's basically the same as from 44 to 49. Like, it, it, it's almost exactly the... 44 to 49 is the same as 49 to 51. And you're still... Absolutely. The best thing you can work with is still just fucking steel. It's insane. Excellent. John, do you know the fucking defense level you need to wear mithril? Nope. 20. Level <laughs> 20 defense. But you cannot start making the fucking bar you need to make that armor until level 50 smithing. Insanity. Fucking insanity. I hate smithing. It is the worst skill in the goddamn game, and it might ruin the entire game for me. <laughs> so I have another week ahead of me of just fucking mining coal. Just... Uh, yep. Just mining coal. That's all you can do. Right. Because it's too coal for every w piece of iron in order to make a steel bar. So I've got the fucking 550 uh, iron. I've got that. But that means I need fucking 1,100 coal. I'm at like 350. And it takes 
so long to get the, like like there's a place in the game where there's like coal trucks and you can pour coal into the truck and then like go over to the bank and just empty the the truck into your bank and it, that can hold 140 and then I can hold another 28 so I can I can carry uh, I can go like 168 per trip each trip takes me like an hour and 10 20 minutes <laughs> it's so long. It's so this sounds, long. This sounds awful. It is. It is the word. I should have just gone with the wood cutting. But at this point, you know, sunk cost. Sunk cost. <laughs> it's worth. I. Wood cutting's like my favorite skill. I should have just done that. But I was like, oh, I'll save time and it'll get me to the fucking thing quicker. It did not. It did not get me to it quicker. Nope. Oh. Anyway, John, it says here you played baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, really, we just played catch. Um, I've, I've been really wanting to get into sports more. Uh, my wife has as well. And so we went out last week and uh, dropped way too much money on a pair of gloves and a bucket of balls. Okay. How, how much would you guess a uh, baseball glove costs? Um, I mean, they're leather, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine they're they're pretty. Maybe like twenty five bucks. God. <laughs> the cheapest one we got was seventy dollars. Jesus fucking uh, Christ. <laughs> Uh, mine was a little bit larger, so it was 80 bucks, and these were, uh, the cheapest ones they sold, uh, it goes up to, like, three to seven hundred dollars, uh, if you start getting, like, the, the really high-quality ones. There's that much? Mine is, mine is actual leather, like, they're, they're actual leather with actual, like, they're, they're from name brands. I would hope so. Uh, that's a, that's expensive. Yes. Yes, it is. So we got a, a couple dozen baseballs as well. Just practice balls for, for tossing and batting. Uh, don't have a bat, though. I, I don't don't have a baseball bat. But I neither of us are particularly well endowed in the, uh, the catching and throwing department. So we figured we'd get that down before we go to hitting. Probably a um, good idea. Yeah, because if and, you go straight also, to hitting, who's going to catch the ball that's hit? Yeah, yeah. So, like, figured you know we we'd save some of that cost till later. Um, yeah, spread it yeah, out. We we, we <laughs> actually the day started with us going to the original hot dog factory, which is a um, it's a fast food joint that uh, there's like. 15 or 20 franchises here in Atlanta. Um, they've got some fantastic hot dogs. Oh, I hope it's, so. It's not just like, it's not just regular hot dogs. It's, it's all like, uh, interesting different toppings and stuff. So we got a, we got a classic, uh, Chicago dog. Uh-huh. Um, to, to share. Like we, we got them all to like, just, we'd split them. Um, and we got a taco dog, 
Sounds which gross. Had uh, uh, chili and cheese, which we didn't do, and like onions and tomatoes and guacamole and. You know, that's a question nobody asks. Everybody asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? But they never ask, is a hot dog a taco? Which it is. It, it is. I mean, because it's, it's a, a single piece of bread. Although, um, like, uh, in shape, it is absolutely a, a taco. Right. But, but in my opinion, it's a sub. Oh. It's a sub sandwich. You know what? Because, I mean, a sub... It's it's the the partial cut down the bun. You shove your meat in there. It's, yeah. it's a sub sandwich. It could be. Yeah. I, I, it's the one people people ask that all the time, and every single time I bring up that it's a sub sandwich, they're like, "Well, shit, you're right." Like nobody <laughs> thinks about sub sandwiches. Like they 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 get it in their head that it's like a white piece of Wonder Bread with some cold cuts in it, and then another white piece of Wonder Bread, and that's that's just not what a why limit yourself to that. Well, the I think the be so much more. I think the issue is that the most famous sub sandwich is from Subway, and their their bread is just cake, and they worked with a pedophile for years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I think that I think that is an issue. Um, also, the fact that Subway is the most famous one because Subway sucks. Yeah, like like uh. The the image of the sub has been tainted by Subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like Jimmy John's is better, or Jersey Mike's is better, or fucking Wawa's is better. And Wawa's is a, like, East Coast gas station. We have they a Jersey some, Mike's here. It's pretty good. They have some fine, good subs at Wawa's. Um, but yeah. Uh, so we, we got a, a taco dog. We got a... Uh, Chicago dog, and we got a Boston dog. Now, what the fuck is a Boston the... dog? <laughs> okay, just guess. Guess what's on there. Okay, Boston is in Massachusetts. Um, yeah, Massachusetts had the Salem witch trials. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, Boston cream pie. Okay, yeah, Ooh. yeah, it's gotta be a Boston cream pie, right? Okay, uh, Boston dog has bacon bits, Bavarian cream, some some white onion, Bavarian cream, baked beans. Oh, Boston baked beans. <laughs> Why are they called Boston baked beans? I do not associate baked beans with Boston in any way. Like, no, me that either. is that is a fucking southeast thing. That that oh, is yeah. so southeast. Beans, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is somebody in Texas over an open fire, painstakingly opening a can with their Bowie knife, <laughs> and pouring it into a pot that has not been cleaned for three months. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and it just has it has burnt remnants of the past six hundred cans of baked beans. <laughs> uh, right that's the image of baked beans yeah <laughs> yeah uh, fucking boston boston baked beans come on <laughs> they stole that from us they had to yeah or wait 
Okay, okay. Civil okay, War I, I, era. Civil War era. That's what it's got to be. <coughs> here's here's what I've learned. The difference between baked beans and Boston baked beans are that Boston baked beans use molasses, whereas regular baked beans are brown sugar or corn syrup. Okay. So they use... I mean, isn't molasses also corn syrup? No. No. Oh, what uh, is molasses? Because it's another so, syrupy thing. Molasses is part of the process by which they create sugar. So, uh, in the refining process for sugar, they make a molasses and then they remove some of that and you get brown sugar from that. And then they remove more of that and then you get white sugar. Wait. Wait, so it is just... It, it's just brown sugar. It's just extra brown sugar. Yeah, well, there's there's more <laughs> chemicals and stuff to, in it, too. Okay. I mean, it, 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 you, you, you treat it differently. All right, uh, fine. They, they win this one, Boston. <laughs> uh, the Boston hot dog, genuinely good. I would absolutely get that again. Uh, I don't know why I didn't think it would be good, because beanie weenies are good, and it's just a fucking beanie weenie in a bun. Right. Um, <laughs> like, like how, how, why, why would that be any different? Right. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I would absolutely get that again, and the taco dog. Um. Not the Chicago but dog? anyways, that's, that's all just, uh, getting us into the, the headspace, because, like, you go to baseball games, you eat hot dogs. Uh-huh. It's, it's the way it works. Oh, right, you were supposed uh, to be talking about baseball, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, we went, and then got that, went, ate it in the bleachers in front of a baseball field, then went on the baseball field, and, uh, played catch for, like, three or four hours. Was there nobody else there? There's three fields, so uh, there, there were a bunch of people playing on a neighboring field, and then a bunch of people uh, just doing uh, batting practice in the other one. Oh, okay. Then, no, there was no one in our field. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of fields. Um, but yeah, uh, and we played catch, and um, so my wife... Does not have the best aim. Oh no! With her throws. Oh no! So like, like a lot of them were going like far to my right when she threw them, and I was like, I ain't going for that. But that's why we got a bucket of balls that you know you can throw like a couple dozen of them and then go pick them all up. Right. We'll pick um, them up when we're done. Yeah. Um. So uh. <laughs> She, she's she's not, like, I'm not saying she's bad at aim. I'm just saying that she's not exactly, like, right to you every time. So there's there's a lot of, like, reaching for balls or, or you know, them, them just flying way past me on the right side. Um, whereas I, I am a lot more direct with the balls. Um, but what she does have me beat on is velocity. Oh. She throws a fastball. <laughs> and I don't know the last time, if ever, you've picked up a baseball. It would have been soft. when I was a kid. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're not soft at all. They're, they're in fact, very hard. 
I mean, softballs are also not soft. Like, the, the name no, is a misnomer. No, they're not. <laughs> it, it is. Um, they, they, are, they are very hard balls. And, uh... Man, did she nail me in the, the shin. <laughs> oh! <laughs> this, was, this was on Saturday, and I'm still limping a tiny bit today. This is why you're sore. <laughs> yes, this is... This is this uh, between between that and my shoulder because like I, I probably threw over a hundred balls like we were throwing I mean we were out there throwing for three or four hours it took so. us half an hour but we reached the reason why you're sore <laughs> yeah uh, I we so like my shoulder uh, uh rotator on my right arm and then yeah my my left shin because. I was I was like three inches away from putting my glove in the way, and uh, nah, it it just it it went all the way through. She she followed through on that one. <laughs> I, I took it hard. Damn. <laughs> I limped over the, to the dugout and sat down for several minutes. John, we can exchange uh, war stories right now. Uh, when I was <laughs> when I was in high school, uh, I did. I played baseball during some of the the games, or like like yeah. PE, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I was fuck. What position was I? It, it was some infield position. It was either like it was either second base or shortstop. That was what they had me as. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Were you on the left side or the right side of the base? I could not tell you. It's been so long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But but somebody hits the ball, right? And they hit it yeah. right down the center. Right down the center of my fucking neck, John. <laughs> like, it didn't hit me in the face. It didn't hit my chin. It didn't hit my chest. It hit me square <laughs> on my Adam's apple. <laughs> oh, oh, so hard that it left an impression of the threading. Ah, like, like I was yeah. knocked to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dang, it hurts. Hey, but you must have been pretty. You must have been pretty good then for you to be infield. Uh, usually, if you're bad, they stick you in right outfield. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in outfield. I don't think I was particularly good. I just wasn't one of the worst ones out there. I uh, I don't have as much experience with uh baseball. I I, I sure I did little league when I was. Uh, you know, literally aged. There's more um, than I did. Yeah. My brother was the little league kid. I, it was, it was at the age where, like, I didn't like things flying towards me. Uh-huh. So, like, you if hit? you throw a ball towards me, I'm gonna duck. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, could the thing normal the people do. Life. So, <laughs> they, had, they, had to, they had to get a, a T out there for me to basically do T-ball. Um, yeah. That's embarrassing. And, I'm yeah, sorry. I, I, sh- I sure was, ri- I sure was right fielder. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I was. But, uh, yeah. Hey, to, I, aren't, there's some, like, pretty famous players out there that play right outfield, right? They're not no. always the worst. No? No. No. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> Uh, what, they what? made a song about how if you're bad, you go in right field. What 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 position did A Rod play? Uh, 
I could have sworn he he was at least an outfielder, wasn't he? Shortstop, third baseman. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> shortstop is kind of the one. Yeah. I mean, shortstop is like, like that's almost first baseman. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. I don't know any... <laughs> Any right outfielders that are famous then? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Okay. Well, I'm glad you had a good time playing baseball. Yeah, I did. And I, you know, we both finished it and we're like, ow, this hurts. Ow, we're, we're, you know, (laughs) we're sore. When can we do this again? (laughs) (laughs) Next weekend when you're no longer sore. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Tell me about Road Warden. Okay, John, what what kind of game, based on your knowledge of me and the name of this game, what kind of game do you think Road Warden is? I will confess, I already Googled it. Oh, never mind. Uh, but <laughs> if I had to guess before, like, my, my previous idea would be something similar to... Um, What's the the game with the like you you play it over again? The one you've been talking about recently. What the game um, that you play it over the, again? The the, the 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 story game where you've got the heroes and you can like level them up and it it's comic book style. Oh, Wildermyth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I would what I would guess. Oh, okay. No, it's a it's a text based adventure game. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm I'm like uh, four and a half hours into it. Uh, the game takes place in the north. Um, you come from the south, from the capital of Havlavin, um, and you're exploring okay. the northern wil- wilderness, like Laden Peninsula. Uh, and you okay. have 40 days to do this, and you're given... It, it, you, it's pretty open-ended as to what you can do. Like, the, the, one of the first things the game asks you is, like, what's your goal here? Like, are you here to make a whole bunch of money? Are you here to make a name for yourself? Are you here to help others? And, like, it, it'll... I chose that I wanted to help others, right? And it'll pop up every now and then, like an option specifically about how I want to help other people. And so this is what I would do if that were, if I were playing into that. Okay. Um, but like the road wardens are, they're kind of like a, like imagine a witcher, but there's no supernatural power that you have. And you're just kind of okay. patrolling the roads, like like okay. You just wander back and forth between like like cities within an area, cities, villages, settlements, etc. And you you just protect the roads and you help people out. That's all a road warden really does. Um, and y- you are like beholden to like some kind of guild back in the capital. Because you, there's a settlement that I went to, 
And part of my goal was apparent, like in coming here, was apparently in order to set up like trade relations between the capital and this like particularly wealthy settlement. Okay. Yeah. So, so you do answer to somebody, but they're not like they're not around. I'm just out here on my own, and they'll really just have to take my word for it, whatever I tell them. Yeah. Um, there was also another road warden in this area. And it's a pretty big plot point that nobody seems to know where he's at. <laughs> ah! And he's probably dead, but nobody knows for sure. And he seems to have been up to a lot. Like, um, working, uh, investing in something with an innkeeper at one place, and then seemingly running off with the money. And then you go to other places and you learn that he was trying to negotiate some kind of deal with the bandits that are hiding out in the woods here. Um, okay. And, and then while that, while you're like following that path down, you're, you're going to all these different settlements and shit. And there's like a settlement that is overrun by plague and you can't enter. Um, and so I imagine something I'm going to be doing in the future is, like, trying to resolve their plague issue. Yeah. And, and there's, like, various characters you run into along the way, and, like, oh, well, this person needs a job. Uh, do I know anybody that could give them a job? Or these people need to hire somebody. Is there somebody who... Like, like, it's like little, little shit that road wardens do that you wouldn't think yeah. there would be a person, like, assigned to do. <laughs> yeah. But it is kind of, it, it is kind of like a road warden assigns themselves this thing. Because, like, they are expected okay. to help people, but they can do it however they want. Yeah. And. They have their personal discretion. Yeah. And again, once they leave, like, the, the only people who will know are the people involved, and that's it. <laughs> like, it, it's not like if I have a bad reputation as a road warden in this area, once I leave and go to another area, like, that bad reputation won't follow me, you know? Okay, yeah. And And the game gives you 40 days from the start of the game to do whatever you want to do. Whatever you okay. feel you need to take care of before you go back to the capital, you have 40 days to do it. Um, and That's cool. I'm on day three. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You've done so much so far. Yeah. It's, it's looking to be a pretty in-depth game. Um, yeah. And I like it a lot. I've never really played text-based adventures. Um, I'm glad okay. this is my first one, because it's pretty well put together. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. And it does have pretty portraits for, like, the different roads and settlements and shit. Um, one place okay. in particular, the Ruined Village, uh, has you, like, walk to the southeast area, and then the southeast section of the, of the city map will pop up. And then, like, you'll walk to the northwest... And the northwest area will now be visible. And you'll walk to the fields to the to the west. And now that's visible. 
It was it was a pretty cool thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Well, I'm glad you got to play a good game because the other two games you played were not. I mean, I like RuneScape. It's just you know bad shit happening there. I hate it. I like it, but I hate it. You know. But then the other one, well, this this next one is just bad. All right, let's talk about Raid Shadow do, Legends. We're not going to do the sponsor joke again. Uh, Raid Shadow Legends, yeah, which you've heard from a billion sponsor messages because, uh, boy, do they get out there. So um, I'll be honest, I didn't play this until two days before uh, we recorded. I did put okay. a few hours into it, but I, I didn't put many days into it. Wombat, I started this last night. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, one up on yeah. you this time. <laughs> yep. Now, I, I still also put, like, three hours into it, uh, which is more than enough to get past, like, three zones, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have the Ebony issue of, like, too long of a tutorial, where the whole game was no. basically just a tutorial. Yeah. What it did have an issue uh, with is, there's no game there. Uh. So, alright, so let, let, me, let me describe the game as it is. Uh, the majority of gameplay involves you controlling a team, we'll say team even though that could just be one, uh, a, a team of champions, uh, Shadow Legends, um, uh, where you, they each have abilities and equipment and stuff, and you take them through this area fighting enemies. And it's like, it's a turn-based game where it's like, you fight these enemies, and once you beat them, you move on to the next group of enemies, you beat them, you move on to the next group of enemies, you beat them, and then you've beaten that level, quote-unquote. It felt very, um, Adventure Quest to me. It, yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. It, it does, it does have a lot of the same feel as that. Um. Like, where it just kind of like, okay, you're exploring an area, Exploring an area just means you fight this enemy, and then you fight another enemy, and then you fight another enemy, and now you've explored the area. There's no, like, walking yeah. around or anything. There's just no. a sequence no. uh, of the fights. Only, the only thing you can control is uh, who you're targeting and what skill you're using. Um, so in general, you just everyone has a main attack which targets one person, but then they also have other skills that allow you to deal higher damage to one target or heal people or deal a smaller amount of damage to all the targets. Or if you get the orc guy, which is the one... Who, who did you choose in the beginning? Uh, the Lady Knight. Okay. Uh, I, I let Kristen choose for me, so I got the orc guy, which made everything really easy because he's got uh, health flame hellraiser or something like that uh which targets every enemy on the field and it does like uh it, it does at least it, it feels like it does his amount of damage his normal amount of damage to every target on the field um the lady knight has a skill similar it's like a blade storm kind of thing where she summons a bunch of swords out of the air 
and it hits all the enemies, and it does what okay. feels like normal attack levels of damage. Yeah. So, uh, once I leveled him up a, a good bit, I... <laughs> in the... What was it? The, uh, the catacombs? <laughs> I would just... I would go to an area, and I'd use that, and then they would all die. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that was done. There were four enemies, and now there are none. Right. Because I used one ability. Um, now, those are usually on a cooldown, though, so it's not like you're just spamming them. Yes. So, they, they yeah. any Everything except for the main attack is on a cooldown. And, uh, uh, and it doesn't matter how many... It, it's not dependent on how many players are playing. Like, it... it the cooldown is until your next turn. Like that that is that counts right. as one turn. So if if you have one other ally and you fight and then they fight, it it doesn't count as like it's the same amount of time as if you fight and then four of your allies fight. Um so you've got your your champions who are fighting against other things and then aside from that, you've got the ability to kind of play around in your your base area. Summoning champions, uh, upgrading your champions, and um, there's other battles you can do. You could do dungeons instead. I did one. It was very boring. Uh, yeah, the, the dungeons weren't thing. very good. None of it it's, was it's really literally, good. The, the dungeon is literally the exact same thing as a campaign mission, except you're, there's a boss at the end. And it doesn't progress the story. Yeah, and it doesn't progress the story. Um, and the rewards weren't that great. The um, rewards were never that great for anything. Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess boss fights gave you legendary gear. Um, every now and then. Was 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 nice. Like, like the actual campaign boss fights. So... Uh, so yeah, like, you go to an area, and then you fight through seven maps worth of enemies, and then the last one, there's a, a boss at the end of it that's really easy to kill, and they give you a legendary set of the gear you've been getting all along. Uh, yeah. Um, as for the game... You, you don't actually have to worry about what skills anybody has or doesn't have. Because the game is real, it's really just slapping together a team and then hitting the auto button and letting them decide everything. All right, I never did the auto button. I actually no played. Oh, you were playing wrong then, because I, I mean I I understand. <laughs> let, let me tell you, the game clearly wants you to just slap the auto button on. Okay. Like, like uh, um, otherwise, I got I I did what you did for a while, like for an hour maybe of just like, okay, I'm gonna select this skill and select this enemy, and we're gonna do that for a while, and it's just so boring because each character has maybe two skills. <laughs> it's like I don't feel like I'm making any meaningful choices here. Yeah. So you just slap the I, auto button on, and then you do the fucking campaign in a quarter of the time and you move on to the next one <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt like I and I this is entirely dependent on what characters you get because 
the summon aside from the very beginning everything else is random you you are guaranteed one of the four characters that are better than the others the legendary or yeah legendary tier characters and then after that you're basically getting common tier <laughs> listen that first section with the four characters was the best yeah. part of the game cuz they mm. yeah cuz yeah. it was like actually fighting enemies and the characters had personality they were bantering back and forth between each other yeah just like you see in the ads uh-huh and then you get into the game proper and because because of the nature of the game they can't really banter back and forth because there's literally thousands of possibilities of characters you could have oh, on your yeah, team. Yeah. So millions. There are millions of possibilities of of like, Yeah. So instead they just yeah. have the characters say nothing. They don't even have like one one liners or anything. They just no. don't speak anymore. Nope. And when the elf lady Which, got fucking eaten by a dragon, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an actual joke. <laughs> um, I I actually personally enjoyed the game portion of this. I I you know it's it's very simple, but. With the characters I got, I felt like I was making tactical decisions. Okay. Um, it, between, like, not just deciding what equipment to use, but, like, who to attack. And there's a there's a Fire Emblem Triangle system. I, I did certain, not understand yeah. the Fire Emblem Triangle. Uh, <laughs> blue enemies are better versus red enemies or better versus green enemies or something like that. Um, yeah, but but it felt like... Also, green enemies are support, so it's like, uh, like they do have their basic attack, but all the rest of their skills are usually support-based skills. So it's like, even if they're going up against a thing, they're they're technically strong against. It feels like they're just at a disadvantage because they only have the one thing they can do. I mean, they can still attack, right? But but they don't get any like cool like blow them all down skills or anything. Like they get their no. basic attack and then they get to like heal people. Yeah. Um. Whereas the blue and red were pretty much like pretty straightforward damage dealers. Uh. Yeah. Well, red. Red is totally like just red... damage dealer. Red is just damage. Blue was the ones that were like splitting damage and stuff. Yeah. Um, they 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 usually have like an AOE of some kind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like getting choosing like, do I attack with this person or do I use the ability to uh, strengthen all my other units to attack better on the next thing? Or you know, this person has low HP, but. I do a lot of damage. Would it be better for me to try and fight this other one and hopefully beat them so that they're out of it? Um, I, I, there was, it was simple strategy. <laughs> uh, nothing over the top or, or uh, complicated at any point. But I, it was, it was. I enjoyed it. What I didn't enjoy was the fact that 
Oh. Uh, literally any time you, you go back to like, base like, once once you're in the campaign it's fine like you're 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 playing it you're you can mess around you can even like quickly change character stuff and then get back into it that's fine i Anytime see where you're you going. go back to base uh-huh three ads pop up at like, least three things of like like here would you like to buy this would you like to buy this would you like to buy this if they really want no, you to spend this, money this will go away, and you might not get a chance of buying it again. It's like, I'm not going to give you any money. Ever. It's so Zero. predatory. It's so ridiculously um, predatory. Yeah. And like, it, it really, really is trying to get you to pay. And every single time you go to a page, it's, it's, it's two or three ads. Just, and, and you can't do anything until you deal. It's not like... Like, um, Ebony was bad about wanting money, uh-huh. but Ebony was bad on the side. Like, there was a little circle on the side that was like, would you like to spend money? Would you like to spend money? And it was like always flashing this, and shit. Yeah, this is in your face, covering the entire screen. You cannot interact with anything else but this. You have to close it out in order, and once you close it out, there's a chance another one will pop up. Uh, there, it's a guarantee. Like, there's a guarantee yeah. that another one. I think there was like two times I went back to base ever, and I only got one pop up. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Um. The, then like, there's <laughs> the fact that like the the main way to progress uh, your characters is. You, you can play through levels, and then they get a small amount of XP, and they can eventually level up. Or you can get, um, you can, by completing campaign missions, there is a random chance that you get a shard that you can use to summon with the silver cost, which is, like, the, the general money in the game. Every now and um, then you do, uh, you do just get, like, a character, but that only happened to me twice. Across all the time yeah. that I played. Likewise, yeah. And they were bad. Like, they were they were really bad characters. And I got a good one. I got a war priest, like a three-star war priest. And she was cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. She ended up on my team. But then the other one was just, like, some ogre-looking dude. And I'm like, I don't care. I got Crusader. I, and then I also have a Crusader. Axeman. I didn't, I didn't see Axeman. Okay. Um, Crusader ended up on my team, but I think only because I got him so early, and so he picked up a bunch of levels. Because, also, yeah. every new character you get comes at level 1. Le- yep. You could be at level 20 with your main team, and, and you're getting level 1 characters. It's ridiculous. Yep. Uh... So, very rarely you get the ability, just randomly, to uh, spend three different forms of currency, it seems like, to summon a character, an- another legend, or whatever. And I don't think it's three different forms of currency, I think there's different shards you can get, but we only it's, it's ever got di- the green it's, ones. It's two different forms of car- currency. It's There's the shards, of which there are multiple types... And it costs a gold amount. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. A silver yeah. amount. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Um, 
Yeah, and, uh, and you do that, and you get a very slim chance at a, a, a character. Like, like, you get a character, for sure, but aside from the one time at the very beginning where you, like, you get your main character, like, that's a guarantee, and then they're like, here, here's a free shard, and you can summon a new character. I'm assuming the character you got was, like, a two-star or above. I got a two-star elf sniper. Yeah. Uh, dark elf? Dark elf sniper, yeah. <laughs> okay, then we got the exact same character. It might uh, be scripted. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed that if it wasn't scripted, it was, like... It, like, if, if everyone didn't get the exact same thing, there was a choice between, like, four. Right. Like, you were definitely getting something... Two or three star. Um, I don't think three star is possible. Uh, probably, almost certainly not. Yeah. Um, because also a, a, the best that that green shard can get you is a three star. It, it, uh, it's true. Yeah, it can't give you a better character than a three star. It's really shady that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, of. You know, I, I did that, and then I probably summoned seven or eight other characters. Most of which are one star and are trash. All of them. Every single one of them was a trash one star. Oh, really? Because that was when I got my Crusader. I got my Crusader pretty early, too. And he's I a got, half-decent two star. I got my Crusader from uh, a story mission. Okay. Yeah. So, like, every single one of them was a trash one-star, and, uh, and that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, the one-stars really they, aren't worth using, like, at all. No, they're, I mean, they're barely good for infusing. Like, they, they're really just not good. Yeah, they're, I mean, it, it's the equivalent of, like, when you're opening your overwatch loot box and you get a bunch of sprays like they're, they're just yeah. filler yeah yep it's like if it's not at least two stars it's not worth using like at all no it's not, it's <laughs> not. yeah um so yeah like it i'm conflicted because like the the game itself i enjoyed it's fine it's it's an acceptable but, game but everything surrounding it is just so bad and the character designs like, are pretty cool like uh, yeah they are like like the, the uh the music was a little repetitive and annoying i just um, turned the music off yeah, it, it never changed. It was, it's the same, like, wanting to be epic music, but uh -huh. not. And also, at the same time, it, it's, it's a trash game, so, like... Like, what if we tried epic. to invoke Lord of the Rings, but without the budget to pay somebody at Lord of the Rings level? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, there's there's a lot of things going for it, but... It's way too predatory. Gosh, I, would, I would, I would, 
yeah, it's way, way too predatory. Like, I um, could not... Even if I liked the game, which I don't, because um, I think it's... It, it is just barely at an acceptable state where I could call it a game. Like, y- you do play it in ways and shit. But... Um, even if I liked it, uh, it, it's it's just too much. It's it really just wants too much of your money, and all the time. It definitely does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. I can see why people enjoy it. Like I can see how it it gets people caught in. But it's. I mean, it's, it's pretty not, enough. There is game it. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe later on you get more things interacting with things, and it it might get better then. Like in the ads, the ads are good. It's, it's good ads, right? I mean, all I'd the play, sponsorships I'd, make it look really cool. I'd I'd play the game that's in the ads. It's just not the game that is the game. I, I will say this game was better than I expected. Yeah. Oh, but uh, to be fair, I went in, I went in expecting like Ebony tier shit. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. The so, worst game. So it was a low bar to pass. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Let's move on. Game facts. The facts about the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters is an action game designed and published by David Crane at Activision for Commodore 64, Amstrad CPC, Apple II, Atari 2600, Atari 8-bit, MSX, NES, PC Booter, Sega Master System, PC Junior, Tandy 1000, and the ZX Spectrum. Um, I think this is the first time the Tandy 1000, the PC Booter, and the Amstrad CPC have all made it into game facts. Maybe together, but no, they've, they've all definitely been in there before. I don't think they have. No, no, they definitely have. I the don't recognize them. Is, is, is interesting because uh, things are usually built for a specific versions of the Tandy 1000 because, uh, uh, and we've actually talked about this before, um, specifically about the Tandy 1000 because the different versions of it have different uh, drives on them that have, like, variable uh, speeds and uh, clock speeds, which determines what programs will run on it. For example, uh, Ghostbusters does not run on anything but the base Tandy 1000 because the ones uh, around it um, all had different clock speeds, which messed up the timing for the rendering. Huh. Because this was back when 
Back when uh, computers were shite. What the fuck does a Tandy 1000 look like? I need to look this up. Looks like a computer. Yeah, it does just look like... <laughs> it, just, it just looks like a computer. Yeah, that could be in the fucking classroom of an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In Ghostbusters... Yeah, they all just look like computers. In Ghostbusters, you play as the chief of a Ghostbuster Commando franchise where you allocate your starting funds of $10,000 towards a car and equipment to install in it... What? Oh, and towards a car, a car and equipment to stall in, in it for both driving segments and hunting segments. Why do you not play as Venkman? Uh, you can, if you just choose to name yourself as Venkman. Ugh. <laughs> Is it one of those games? Okay. Yeah. On the main map, you plot the fastest course to a ghost sighting, drive there catching any ghosts on the way, if your car has the equipment installed for it, and then using team members to proton pack the ghosts into ghost traps. This sounds like an early version of Luigi's Mansion. Uh, there's, there's definitely some similarities there, but also Luigi's Mansion is just a late version of Ghostbusters. This is also true. I mean, <laughs> it, it really is just... It's just Mario <laughs> Ghostbusters. It, 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 100%. Beating the game involves keeping the city's overall PKE level below 9,999, so you can guide at least two Ghostbusters past the Mr. Stay Puffed into the Temple of Zool to stop Gozer. Actually, though, the only way to win is to end the game with more than $10,000, thus making a profit, because this is America. Yep. Also, if that's... If the earlier thing is the goal, you are just playing Venkman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just make the character Vankman. I don't understand. <laughs> also, I have now been reminded of what the plot to Ghostbusters is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just... it's, it's, it's impressive that they were able to get the uh, story into it. Because uh, a lot of these games just don't... Most movie tie-ins are barely related or way too related it helps that they're sticking like, mostly to computers which have more uh power than like the nes yeah uh the graphics are genuinely quite good for 1984 gaming and the game features the ghostbusters theme do it again john <laughs> running on repeat with the lyrics actually sung along uh, sung along on the main screen. Some versions even included a bouncing ball sing-along for the opening. What is this, the fucking DK-64 rap? <laughs> here, here, here we go! <laughs> that, that song haunts your nightmares, doesn't it, John? <laughs> I know every word. <laughs> David Crane started his career at Atari before leaving due to them being stupid. Atari is very stupid. Yep. He, he met Alan Miller at a tennis match, and together, alongside Bob Whitehead, Larry Kaplan, and Jim Levy, founded Activision Inc., where he would go on to make Pitfall, 
one of the best-selling Atari games of all time, after Pac-Man. Wow, it's really interesting that none of those people named there are still in charge of Activision, thus making it essentially a different company. Uh, it is, yeah, it, it's <laughs> very much a It's like, I will forever talk about how good EA is, except uh, was when it first started. <laughs> EA was a fantastic company that cared about its developers and really wanted to make it clear that developers were the ones that were making these games and we should really thank them for that and appreciate them so every single ea game came with on the back cover instead of a blurb about the game or anything there was the picture of the developer and his biography like his biograph like it was it was like here's like this is david crane and he worked for this and this and he does this thing and he he likes to do these things on the on the weekends and stuff because the, the developer puts their heart and soul into these games, and EA recognized that and paid them for that. And then we got the into later and later stages trash. of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Bummers. Due to the lateness with, with which Columbia Pictures approached Activision Inc., David only had six weeks of programming time to finish the game, down from the usual three-plus months. It would likely have turned out to be another E.T. the Extraterrestrial had David not already had a game in progress that could be mo modified. Car Wars. Yeah. That was, that was initially going to be a, um, a Fast and Furious-style Star Wars ripoff. <laughs> I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, I, would, I would love that. Actually, I, would, I just I want the pay. Fast and Furious franchise to become Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, the, sh the, the shark isn't that far away from being jumped. I mean, <laughs> it's already been jumped many times. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you saw the fucking trailer. I never watched a single one of these movies. But you saw the trailer where they drove a car from a skyscraper into another skyscraper into another skyscraper, right? Yes, I have seen the entire franchise. Thanks for asking. <laughs> like, it, it, Genuinely, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Like what? Oh, right, uh, you did watch the entire Fast and Furious yeah. franchise. I remember I, that. I watched the entire Fast and Furious franchise, and I did not expect to love it as much as I did. <laughs> when you reached the skyscraper into skyscraper into skyscraper scene, you cheered, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's, 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 it's delightful. <laughs> Because at that point, what what is that, like the sixth or seventh movie? What, what are you going to do at that point? Complain? <laughs> yeah. No. no, no, no. We're well it, past it Tokyo at, like, Drift. The, the, if you watch the first movie, and then you watch the last movie, they're completely different franchises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was modified from an already interesting game, early gaming resource allocation segments, and I don't know what that means. And, uh, and uh, you, you get to actually like 
choose to make a character. So for most games, you know how in an RPG you get to like say I have this many uh, skill points and I can you know put points into this or points right. into that. That didn't exist. No, this is this is pre no, you, Fallout. You you didn't even have skills or or a choice of character. It was adventure. You controlled this character, and they move left, right up, you know, left, right, up, and down on the screen. And if you press A, they swing a sword. This one had the ability for you to drive a car, and not just that, you got to choose what equipment was on the car, and you got to like choose what car you were going to drive, and that had actual in-game uh, ramifications, like. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get $10,000 for a car. Uh, you can choose like a $3,000 uh, VW Bug or a like $5,800 uh, old hearse, which, you know, everyone's going to choose. Uh, and then there's like two other cars that were like a Mustang or, you know, something really fast. Uh, so if you pick the Bug, it's cheaper. You have more money for equipment but it's also smaller so you can't fit all the equipment on it uh, and it's slower so like you have a higher chance of ending the game with more money but it's you also have to like really plan your way fast so that you can you know get to all the things to make the money quickly or you can get the hearse which has like it costs more but you have more room on the car for equipment and stuff but it less money to buy the equipment with or you can get the mustang which is fast and thus you can get to these places fast but then you don't have much money to to buy the equipment like there's and it wasn't just like you may choose this car this car or this car and they get the things on them it's like you may choose this car and then buy the equipment you want like like you can piecemeal the cars together uh to get exactly what you want to as a player that wasn't a thing. John, I, I do have to say at this point, um, the Ghostbusters car is a pretty iconic car. Uh, yeah. It's, it's up there with, like, the DeLorean. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember them spending that much time in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but... but <laughs> this this game seems very car-heavy for what was not a car-heavy movie. I mean, it wouldn't have had any of those uh, things if it those bits hadn't already been programmed into Car Wars. Right, if he hadn't already been working on Car Wars, he probably would yeah. not have jumped straight to, hey, let's make a Ghostbusters game where you spend the entire time in the car. <laughs> I mean, you don't, though. Like, the the vast majority... Well, okay. So, <laughs> the, the, game, the game doesn't feel like it's a car-heavy game. Um, you, you spend a lot of time on the map screen waiting for a... Like, the ghosts to drift in and capture a house or a building of some sort. And then you plot a path to the, the building um, on the, the thing. You, you, know, you can go zigzags around things if you really want to take forever. Uh, but you get there, and then <clears throat> once you've plotted the course to the the, the correct building, um, you enter a little driving segment, which is really just you control whether you're on the left, middle, or right 
of the the road. Um, I mean, there, there's like in betweens, but it's it's really just like you you can move left or you can move right of the three lanes, and uh, you try and catch any ghosts that are along the way. But once you get there, after like ten seconds tops, if you're going all the way across town. Like, it's really not that much driving time. Then it's ghost-catching time, and you, everyone gets out of the car. And... Okay. Then why is the first thing you do in the game picking out your car and the equipment on it? Uh, well, because uh, <laughs> it's it's not just the equipment on the car, but the equipment the car can carry. So you need to have ghost traps in order to catch oh, the ghosts. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and, and those cost money, and they also take up space. So, yeah. All right. Where was I? Because it was modified from an already interesting game and using a very successful license, it ended up being a bestseller and a best stealer too. In 1985, it was listed as one of the top two most pirated Commodore 64 programs, sharing that title with The Print Shop, which John remembers using on Windows 95. Yeah. I mean, this was this was back before Windows had the ability to just like print a picture. You, you, right. You couldn't just print th- that. That wasn't an option. Uh, you couldn't like you could print just a word document, but there was no way to print a picture or uh, anything more defined than a um, uh, a document. Like if you wanted to do a CD cover. You needed a program that allowed you to do that. And the print shop was the program. Um, Yeah. David Crane would go on to leave Activision. New management decided to screw the workers out of both pay and benefits. Hmm. And make the NES bestseller, A Boy and His Blob, Trouble on Blobolonia and work on the infamous Night Trap before essentially disappearing into obscurity. Although he's recently reappeared, making Atari 2600 games. Yep. For all the 50-year-olds out there. <laughs> uh, he, there, he's, he successfully kickstarted um, Circus Convoy. I don't know what Night Trap is. It's uh, yeah, you do. We talked about it. We have. We've talked uh, about it. Yeah, it's the FMV game. Oh, we did talk about uh, this. Yeah. Okay. Part of the reason, alongside Mortal Kombat, for the uh, ESRB. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, Circus Convoy is a a game that they they produced and i believe it it comes with both a rom so you can just do it via rom or they actually um are partnered with a uh manufacturer so you can have a physical atari cartridge and play it on your old atari 2600 that's cool it is This game prominently features the Ghostbusters theme, best known for being plagiarized by Ray Parker Jr. from Huey Lewis and the News' second single, I Want a New Drug. Their first single, of course, was Heart and Soul, but not the piano duet everybody knows. And that was just the facts. 
But see, Ray Parker Jr. adds a adds that little flair at the end of like every line, and that's what makes the song. Oh, is that like uh, why um, uh, "Under Pressure"s theme is? No, not it's nothing. Because <laughs> no, because I know what you're talking about. Vanilla Ice being like, no, see, there's an extra. See, in "Under Pressure," it goes. Dun, 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 dun. And then, and in "Ice Ice Baby," it goes. Or something like that. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, there's like at the end of every line, there's like a whole like musical flourish that happens, and it elevates the music ab- above what I want a new drug was. It is still very clearly the same song, though. It, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> I mean, it one hundred percent is because uh, the because Columbia even admitted it. Uh, they were using "I Want a New Drug" over early scenes, and they've actually got footage of that uh-huh. them with like the "I Want a New Drug" in the movie because they liked the sound of it. And then they handed that to uh, Ray Parker Jr. and said, "Hey, make this." Right. So it's not but, even like Ray Parker Jr.'s fault. Like he did what he was asked to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I do like the story, though, because uh, Huey Lewis and the News sued Ray Parker Jr. uh, for plagiarism, and they settled out of court. As Um, most lawsuits like this do. Yes. Uh, But part of the settlement was that uh, it was it was over. They couldn't talk about it anymore. Like this. This was just confidentiality thing. They, you know, also pretty often it happens with these. They got their. They, they got their money, but that's it. Like, we, we don't want to hear any more about this. And then Ray Parker Jr. got a lot of his money back later when they talked about it on MTV. They did. <laughs> when, they did. When Huey Lewis and the News talked about it on MTV. And I remember like, right, that. Cool. <clears throat> we're going to countersue you, and uh, we're going to get our money back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, gotta love uh, idiots being idiots. Listen, I love Huey Lewis, but he is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He got to be he got to be in another great '80s movie, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Have you ever played Heart and Soul? Uh, I haven't. Oh, I know that. That's Huey Lewis. No, that's that's the piano duet. Oh, okay. It's called it's called Heart and Soul. I but. see. Because I honestly, I, I read Heart and Soul, and I thought that was like the name of a fucking um, Hall and Oates greatest hits. <laughs> but not I guess it's worth. not. That might have been Rock and Soul. That might have been Rock and Soul. Yeah. Um, this week I wanted us to talk about invisible walls in video games. Okay. Yeah. John, you play, you play lots of games. I, I, I do, but not according to this week. (laughs) No? (laughs) Oh, right, because all you had was baseball on here? (laughs) Yeah, it's technically a game, but, uh, definitely different. How often would you say you run into invisible walls in video games? 
Um, pretty often. They're kind of everywhere, right? They, they're, they're, they're kind of everywhere. It's, it seems like invisible walls are one of those things that everybody complains about, but nobody actually has a real solution for. Cause, I mean, like, I'm, I don't even have a problem with them to a degree. I, I feel like certain things, it's like you, you put an invisible wall way up on this, like, tall cliff that you shouldn't be able to access right like it's it's a real stroll to access and it's way off the beaten path and there's there's nothing telling you to go that way or anything uh and then there's like uh fallout new vegas Uh (laughs) uh-huh where (laughs) you start in a canyon and it's like like basically in the center of the map and you can see the whole map and it's like here you need to go to this place uh, where normally, th- w- w- what the, uh, developers want you to do is go in a direction, uh, the- with the canyon. And there's some amount of, like, sure, there's, like, just hard enemies to make you turn back and stuff. But then after a certain point, there's just invisible walls. And no, I the mean, map you can, says that you should go. You can go north and get to Vegas. You can do that. It's almost impossible. Um, but you I don't recall any invisible walls getting in your way on the way between, um, I forget the starting place and, yeah, and New Vegas. Didn't give a shit. <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, the game expects you to go south and, like, loop around to Vegas. But, uh, it, and if you go north, there's just a whole bunch of death claws in your way and they'll fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there's, there's a bunch of. Maybe it's not that one. Maybe it's a similar Bethesda game. But there, there's definitely a Bethesda game where it, it like drops you in the middle of a map and it tells you to go one direction. And there's like high walls on either side. But it's definitely something surmountable. And you right. have a map that's telling you to go in a direction. Um, well, okay. There's, there's definitely still the like marker telling you which direction you're supposed to go. But if you look at the map, you can see which direction that thing is in. Like, if you, like, when as the crow flies. Right. And you just can't. Yeah. Like, despite the fact that there's nothing actually stopping you, you can't. Because the game is bad. I'm sure they've done that. That sounds like something they might have done in Oblivion or something. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's just, that's, I think, where people... That's the reason why people have an issue with invisible walls, is when it doesn't fucking make sense. The insurmountable waist-high fence. Yeah, like, that's... <laughs> which, which is, like, a, a different sort of thing. I, I mean, like, whole, like, you block, you're blocked off of an area, not so much like... Yeah. It, it's... Ugh. Like, you can clearly go a place. Yeah, or you should be able to clearly go... To a place. Yeah. But and the game there's, has there's decided everything. that that part of the world doesn't exist. And so you can't go there. Yeah. And like, like it, I, it is just kind of like a thing that is necessary for games to have. They can't make a never-ending world. That's just Minecraft. No. Uh, yeah. And, but, and it doesn't make sense most times to have kill fields everywhere. 
Like, sure, you can do it if there's a lava planet or something. You can make it so that, you know, there's lava pools over here or something. But, you, I mean, if you're on Earth, it's, it's very difficult to say, like, if you go in any direction from this area, you die instantly because right. of, a, of a thing. Um, and now something like Fallout could easily resolve this issue by just, like, ramping up the radiation past that point to such a level that it kills you instantly. Yeah. But but, but most games don't have an excuse like that. <laughs> no, and they don't even use that. <laughs> no, they don't. They just have invisible walls. I just came up with a better idea for Bethesda than Bethesda has had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, uh, every now and then I think about invisible walls and the the lengths that games have gone to to try and hide them. Um, now, w- one of them, one of them is the, uh, I mean, first of all, you can just not. You can just um, have your world and then you hit a point in the world and your character just runs in place. You cannot go any further. That's the end of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, another one is, again, the insurmountable waist-high fence, where you have a thing that looks like it should be, like, like, my character does flips and shit, why can't I just jump over this thing? But you can't. and and you jump next to it, and you just kind of slide up the wall. Uh Uh-huh. And you just, and then fall back down. Yeah. That, that's a way to go about it, too. Honestly, a little or, more insulting than just the wall at the end of the world. <laughs> it's it's funny, though, when they put the uh, the wall on the wrong side of the fence, so, like, you can climb on top of the fence. Right, you can you stand just... on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty great. You can't do it anywhere else in the world, or, or not even if you can stand on it, but, like, you definitely bump as you're falling back down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, Absurd. One of my favorite versions uh, of working around the invisible wall problem is Tales of Zillia, though. John, let me tell you about Tales of Zillia. Tales of Zillia, it's a PS3 JRPG game in the Tales of franchise. Yeah. One of the better ones in the series, in my opinion. Okay. But the entire game takes place inside of valleys the whole game's world is riveted with deep valleys. <laughs> because, like, like uh, on all sides of you will just be towering walls of rock. You can't climb them. There's nothing on there to climb. Sometimes you can climb them. Sometimes there's vines. But those aren't the ones that are blocking off the world. Now, are they, John? No. No. Nope. The invisible walls are at the sides, and they're they're just big canyons. <laughs> and you're just walking through a big old canyon. <laughs> it's 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 a thing of beauty, honestly. Like like look up sometime the uh, the Tales of Zillia maps. It's it's insane. Um but beautiful. Uh, and I'm just not sure if there is a good way to go about hiding an invisible wall. An invisible wall is something that has to exist. But yeah. 
Like it's 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 definitely an, <clears throat> a necessity. Um, but there are there are more outrageous versions than others, and it, it's it's a matter of how you. It's it's not so much hiding as discouraging. I think is the best route. Um, right. Like if if you see something in a direction or you think you should be able to, that's a little bit of failure on the developer. Yeah, don't um, put interesting like, visuals past your invisible wall. Yeah. That's that's a good starting point. Don't don't make what you don't want people to try and go to interesting. Yeah. I mean, if if you if you just say like, "All right, there's a no, you know, you, you could yeah, there's there's just a desert over there or something like that or it's just the plains continue." And there's the normal trees as usual. Right. And you can go, yeah, you can go for, you know, 30, 40 feet that way, but then you just hit the wall. But there's nothing over there. There's like, it's, maybe the trees even look more boring somehow. Like, (laughs) or or like you can, you can even design it so that it's just like such a thick forest that you can't get through it. Like, yeah. Which uh, uh, kind of becomes the uh, the tales of Zillia Canyons again. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> like, I think, wow, I think there thick are... forest just encompasses this whole area, huh? <laughs> so, like, there's there's definitely natural built-in ways of doing it that don't make sense everywhere. So, like, you can you can do hedges, you know, or, or very thick woods. Right. Um, woods in general don't grow that thick. But, I mean, we see it in video games all the time, and nobody bats an eye, so why not? Yeah. Um, uh, the the other thing is, you've got the ocean. I mean, obviously, your character's not going to go swim across the Atlantic Ocean. Like, that's that's just... No matter how much Google Maps tells you to, uh, it's not an actual option. Even if your character um, can swim, um, the character should reasonably know that not to go past a certain point... Or they'll get swept up in the riptide. So you can just have them swim a distance and then stop. Yeah. Um, Or just make the character unable to swim and then they don't get in the water at all. And build your entire world on an island. Yeah. Um, There's the cliff walls, which, you know, a lot of games do. Tales of Zillia more than others. Um, Oh, did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad, well, right? The, 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 cl- the cliffs aren't very tall. It's just like... It's tall enough, though. It's, uh, it's it, it is, tall it is enough. It's tall enough. <laughs> it's like building height, though. Yeah. It, it's like two-story building high canyons. <laughs> yeah. uh, in an urban setting, you can just put buildings... I mean, yeah, that this and and a lot of games successfully do things that way. If you're real lazy, you can just put up like um, end of road signs and and just oh can't go past this point. The road's closed. <laughs> yeah, I think Yakuza does that sometimes because y- Yakuza mostly takes place inside like a single uh, district of Tokyo. Uh, yeah. So you can't leave that district ever, 
So they they'll just like make it like a, a heavy heavily trafficked road or something, and, and just you can't go that way. Too many cars on the road for this yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> As if the yakuza are really yakuza. <laughs> The Yakuza and Yakuza do barely reflect actual Yakuza. Correct. I mean, they're not even connected to Konami. Right. <laughs> and they're not blowing a whole bunch of cocaine, either. Yeah. No, no drugs. No drugs. It's a law in uh, Japan. Uh-huh. It's a law here, too. But, uh... Well, I meant for their media. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that means they don't get My to enjoy funny. Breaking Bad. That's true. How do they get their, their Walter White fix? Uh, VPNs. That's true. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's, there's a natural way of getting around it. Um, but, like, it, the, the, egregious ways are definitely the ones that just don't make any sense whatsoever or um can you give me an example well i mean the chest high wall the chest high wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's the or or hip high or waist high fence I've, i've i've seen things that are like maybe mid-thigh or like just above the knee something you should be able to like maybe it's a little bit of a struggle but you can step over it yeah or like you you know the the road closed barriers the like a-frame with the the Uh yellow and black strip on the top and those very rarely actually close off the road no you could you could walk around them you could you could definitely walk between or around or yeah, and it's just it's there's you can't. The game has decided that there's no more game there, so yeah, you don't get but to. But the the extra frustrating thing with that is the fact that you a lot of games you can. Right, so you end up running into them and running around them and being like, "Why don't you let me? Let me do the yeah. thing." So it's it's one of those things where, like, as a developer, sure, you might have made a decision that this means that you can't go past it. But also, other games, you, you do go past them. So uh, are you, you're going to have to retrain your gamers, and they're, they're not going to want to. No. So. Uh, can, can you think of, like, the best version of an invisible wall you've seen? Uh, no, I can't. And there's a reason for that. Uh, because the best version of the invisible wall is the one that I haven't seen. Right, the one that you don't notice. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, there there are loads of fantastic invisible walls. I can't tell you about them because they've done their job correctly. Right. Um, it, it, and, it's... And that's the key here, is that a, a perfect invisible wall is one you don't notice. Which is kind of the problem um, with the conversation, as people usually have it. Because, like, yeah. people complain about invisible walls all the time when they notice them. But if they don't notice yeah. them, then they don't talk about it. Yeah. Le- like, 
there's so many games out there that do this correctly. And I couldn't tell you what they're doing correctly about, uh, like, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. I have no idea. It, it could Me just either. be, like, one of the, the those, like, oh, here's thick forests. Don't go over there. And you're just, like, uninterested because that doesn't look like a place you should go. And so you don't. Yeah. That could be all there is to it. But it... it uh-huh. It seems like one of those questions that has no answer because every time we think we think about it we're only thinking about the bad instances. Yeah. And I just so. I just found that a little interesting. Like we're always complaining about invisible walls, but like what's the solution to it? People have it, but we're not asking for it. <laughs> 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 it's hard it's a, to think about. Yeah, it's, it's one hard, of those things, things that people just want to complain can, about. Yeah, the only things we can think of are when it's done wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, like the solution are the things that we've brought up of, you know, don't make things interesting. Uh, don't put think, don't put invisible walls in the way uh, we want to go. Make your world like, an island. You, yeah, well, no. Well, no, the, like, it, it, it could be an island or it could be a continent. Like, it... The, depending on the size of the world you're working with, you can still get to the point where, you know, you just don't have to think about there being an invisible wall. Because why would there be anything past there? It's just water. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely plan around terrain some. Uh, You can make your decision based on that, but... uh... Or again, Fallout, you could just make super radiation happen at the edges of the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kill, kill fields are always an option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the right games. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a good example um, of not putting something interesting past it. Uh, we, we both play Fire Emblem games, which yes. uh, definitely has a defined wall. There, Every there single is, map does. Every, every single map has a definitive wall all around it, and uh, you you cannot progress outside of there. And I've never even thought about you, it. I've I've never given a shit. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you want to? The, the enemy's not over there. There's no uh, forts or better uh, tactical positions over there, or even there's any no, treasure. Yeah, there's no treasure or shops or anything. It's they put everything interesting there? towards the center of the map to draw you yeah. to it. All the enemies, Any? all the treasures, all the forts and everything, they're all towards the center. You usually start by the edge and move away from it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that's that's an example. The The walls have always been there. Like, there, there's never been an instance where the walls weren't there. But Visible unless you had brought it up just now, I would never even even called them invisible walls. But that's what they are. They're, but that they're, is what they are. All that keep you in the game because there's nothing else interesting outside of it. And that's the key is there's nothing else interesting outside of it. As, or even as a near player, it. You don't, you don't want to go that way. Yeah. You, you don't. So... Yeah, that's that's an example of good invisible walls because you, you first of all you didn't even realize they existed even though 
it, it can't help but be obvious. Right. Like, it's, it's ever... Pre- there is not a single Fire Emblem game where you do not at all points have at least some of the invisible wall on screen. No matter how big it is, it's always on screen. Yeah. And yet, you don't care. No, why should I? It, it goes com- goes completely unnoticed because there's... The no general's over there. It. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good situation. No, that's, that's just good game design. That's... Oh my god, we're just... We complimented Fire Emblem on something. <laughs> what the fuck are we you doing, complimented John? complimented Fire Emblem. I didn't, but... <laughs> you did! You said they have good invisible walls! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, they do! I And, and that, that just goes to show the things we've pointed out already, which is that if you don't put something interesting, if you don't make it enticing at all, uh, and if you don't draw attention to the fact at all, uh, then it, it, it's fine. Yeah. People, you've, you've never once complained about it. No. That was all I wanted to talk about today. Well, that's fine. It was a, it was a quick little topic for our podcast that will hopefully just come in under two hours, especially since I already know what we're doing next week. We're reading Infinite Dendrogram Chapter 3. Oh yeah, I didn't. Whatever. I didn't fix it from last time. It's it's fine. It doesn't matter. We're also it's it's definitely going to be a weep week because we're talking about the anime that we've watched. Hold on, real quick. I can I can get the uh, the subtitle for Dendrogram. Okay, whatever. Well, um, what anime have you been watching, John? Anything? Any, anything interesting? Uh I mean. We're, we're all watching the same stuff. <laughs> Basically, we're watching all the same things, except uh, you've got six that I'm not, and I've got two that you're not. And, I haven't uh, even been wash- watching the trash shit on there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to catch uh, up on the trash. Okay, I don't know exactly what you're sure... I. I mean, I know you think Raven is trash, and okay, those two are trash. So yeah, we're we're basically down to the same number. Um, yeah, I mean, I've watched more Raven than those two, but I'm not caught up on Raven either. Yeah, and uh, thank you for telling me about Raven because uh, I, that one was what I planned to watch, and now I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe this next arc will be better. <laughs> we'll see. Care. Oh, right, and Infinite Dendrogram 3's subtitle is The Clash of the Superiors. Ooh. Yeah. I should probably order that book. Should probably, yeah, because we're reading it next week. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to do that thing real quick. So, yeah, uh, it's Weeb Week. So, so share this about- with somebody who is a complete and total weeb. Uh, share this with someone who likes Ray Parker Jr. for anything besides the Ghostbusters theme. That's probably nobody. Single, yeah. (laughs) 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 That is zero people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. I couldn't. (laughs) I I couldn't name anything. No, not a single thing from Ray Parker Jr. Not not a single thing. Ghostbusters. Yeah. 
He's good. He's lucky that fucking Huey Lewis dropped dropped the ball on that one because he probably was broke before then. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it if you shared this. And uh, if you want to talk to us, we're always listening to our socials. Uh, oh, I thought we were sorry. just always listening. We're everywhere. Womp, womp. We're, we're everywhere. <laughs> we, are, we are the big brother. Um, no, uh, Wombat's on his socials, and I'm not, so uh, check him out there. Or, I'm about to quit uh, being on Twitter again. <laughs> I can't stand good, it. Good. That's a good thing. Um, you can always email us at glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail.com Hey, he got it. Um, yeah. Email us. And- It'd be really cool if people emailed us. Nobody ever emails us. No. So, like, if you've, if you've got an idea for a topic, or you, you want to hear about, uh, you got some hot shit for us to watch, um, do that. Oh, you know what? I should troll, like, Amazon and find some hot shit to put on the list. Yeah, just that we have something for next time, because I doubt you have an idea, like, an actual idea. I mean, I, I, I've i been coming up with topics recently. It's been nice having topics yeah. to talk about again. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of topics in a row. It's, it's nice to break that up with something. Yeah, that's true. Um... All right, well, uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Have a fantastic day. Go play baseball. Need hot dogs. Mmm, hot dogs. It's, it's American's past. Mmm.